Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. How do we know if we're building a Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, by your family's fruit. We are starting a new series based on Galatians 5.25. says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live by the Spirit, keep in step by the Spirit. One of the words for Crazy Cool Family this year that we feel like God has given us is culture. And we believe that building culture is deeply dependent on walking with the Holy Spirit. So how do you know if you're building Holy Spirit-led culture? Well, buy your family's fruit. What are the fruits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Our heart is for parents to learn what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us live like this. The Holy Spirit is in us and we can bear fruit. We will unpack a fruit of the Spirit and we'll share a crazy cool definition and a declaration for you to use with your family. Listen with your family. Listen with your family. So come on, let's take the next few months and learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit together. Holy Spirit, bring on the fruit. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in our series, Holy Spirit, bring on the fruit. We are week six, and we are going to talk about goodness. And so we did, we intentionally spread the Fruit of the Spirit series out and are um, dropping one every other week, um, which you've definitely picked up on now. It's week six, um, because we wanted you to just sit in the ability for uh, God to grow that fruit in your life. And so practice the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness. And so today we have a, our very special guest with us, by far one of our favorite children, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he's top seven. Yes. Well, no, he's the last of seven. <laughs> That's true. He's in the, but he's in the top he's seven. He's bottom seven. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he's in the top seven. For sure. For sure. And so McCade is with us today, and he's going to help us talk about goodness. Yep. And so McCade is the youngest, and McCade is right now about to be a junior in high school. So facing a lot of things that are um, not good. That are not good. Yeah. Well, just facing high school life, if you can remember all the things that you went through there and, and really to hopefully have some insight into, um, you know, what's going on with high school for for your kids and things that are coming up. But uh, really, one of the reasons we, we ask him to be on this podcast is... Um, so welcome, McCain. First, you can talk. Welcome, you. Appreciate it. Not much. Yeah. So, but really, one of the things is McCain really has a good heart. Right. He, he's a good-hearted kid, and um, and so uh, and really, when I looked at goodness, I was like, okay, how do you define goodness? I mean, it's really you know when Slippery. you look at yeah, self-control <laughs> is pretty cool. You know, you can you know peace and love. We we know those, but goodness, you know, what does it really mean? to be good. And so that's well, and what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, and it was kind of fun to jump into it because it's like, oh, that's what it is. Oh, it, I mean, it does have an element of being kind, but it's not 
it's not kindness because well it is, i mean kindness is toward another person and that is actually an, a synonym used to define goodness but kindness goodness is actually it's more connected to morality i get those two words wrong mortality and morality but this one's morality it's connected to the the good and the bad and that's kind of how we started defining it it was the opposite and that's one of the reasons that McCade is the perfect um, person today because what would how would you define yourself you are super black and white so <laughs> what does that mean black and white basically just like i see the good and the bad and like i'll still see stuff super specific like that's just stupid so i'll just <laughs> think that's bad or it's just something like that and so i just see a lot of times what i need to be doing what i not to be not to be doing and that kind of relates to our definition so our definition of goodness is living with an upright heart and so remember what we want you to do with these definitions they're super short you know so this is like six words but living with an upright heart you can teach these to your kids hey we want to have a good heart what does that mean Mm -hmm. we're living with an upright heart means our heart's standing tall it is it it is doing it is doing good to people how how are we going to do good to people how are we going to and that's one of the things i notice about mccade is that and um is that he's just a good kid in terms of he thinks about others, you know, he thinks about taking care of people and and he thinks bad things are stupid, which is <laughs> which is really funny because I'll be like, okay, why don't you why aren't you tempted by that? Well, Dad, it's just stupid, and it's like and it's like, wow, that's cool. I wish I I wish I thought it was all things bad were stupid because sometimes I don't and sometimes I fight the. Um, and I guess one of the questions I want to ask, you know, for McKay to start out with is that. You know, why do you what? Why do you think you're like that? Um, a lot of it's just like being the last child, so it's just like being raised. You kind of just like being raised by how many parents? Seven. Seven parents. <laughs> a lot of it is just like if I do something dumb or if I do something that's just like not right, the par- like the siblings just be like, "Don't do that. We don't do that." Or that's dumb. Or like it's just kind of like they had the moral compass, and I saw what they were doing, so it's just kind of I made my own judgment of like what would be right. And so figuring that out to just like match what the siblings were doing is like where I kind of figured out my black and white compass. And so it just allowed me to just know the right path. Also being raised in the church, I knew what was dumb and which one was not. And so it just like had me able to know what to do with what I wanted to do and what I like, what our goals were, like our pillars. And so it just allowed me to know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I remember um, going out to dinner with um, McCade and a group of his friends and, and their moms, and it was a sweet time, and we had such a good time. But And the mom sat at one table, and the boys sat at another table. And I left the restaurant livid because what were the boys doing? They all put it in one cup, all yeah. the stuff in one cup, yeah. the usual. Yeah, yeah, just what to, all... It feels like all middle school boys do that at some yeah. point in time where they put the salt and the pepper and the Parmesan cheese and the leftover food, and they just make a mess for the waiter to clean up. And I remember getting in the car with McCade, and I was like, that drives me crazy when people do that because it's not goodness. It's not looking out for others. It's not. It's creating work for other people. It's destructive. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that goodness is not destructive. And so if you have a, a child who is destructive, then goodness might be the fruit that you want to bring out in them. And you want to tell, you know, you want to say, are you taking care of things with an upright heart? Are you, are you looking out for others? Are you serving others in your actions? And so that's one of the places that, the goodness shows up. I think goodness also shows up in in terms of um, how we treat people. 
you know, in that case, you were thinking about, you know, they probably weren't thinking about that too. They were thinking about, <clears throat> I just want to have some fun with that. Oh yes, didn't think for about sure. honoring, they were being evil. <laughs> they, well, they weren't thinking about honoring the waitress or you know, or honoring the server. But in this case, in high school a lot, especially in middle school and high school, it's also, are you going to be good to others? You know, yes. or, you, or, you know, sometimes it, like darkness, maybe the opposite of goodness sometimes is darkness. Mm-hmm. And are you going to say things that are dark in nature to other people? You know, are you going to tear them down? Or are you going to build them up? You know, are you going to take care of them? Or are you going to allow others to hurt them or join in? Yeah, you know? so and, take and, care. Of- and do you see that? I'm, I'm just curious, like, McCade, from your uh, groups and things you're in, church, school, things like that. How does that play out in high school? Uh, I think it depends on the group. I mean, I kind of have, like, two kind of friend groups. It's, like, my friend, uh, football guys or whatever, like, school guys, and I have, like, my church people. And a lot of, like, football guys, it's just kind of like a competition between all of them. They're just trying to be, like, the biggest man they can possibly be. And so I feel like that society kind of has more of a tearing down society which it's like you kind of try to call them out, but then it's also just like it's a competition. So it's like, oh, you're just talking trash. You just got to like take it and maybe talk back. But And then church friend group, it's just more of just like you see more calling out of it. They're just kind of just like hit, they just don't really take the jabs as well. And so you're just like, hey, don't don't call them. Like, it's like, hey, it's not uncalled, it's uncalled for. It's, like, it's not what we do. And like in the church society, we build each other up, not tear each other down. And so it just depends on what it looks like. That's good. Which that also kind of works in your in your parents, in your family, you know, with siblings, for example. You know, um, are you allowing your kids to be dark with mm-hmm. your with their siblings? You know, or and, rude, you know, selfish, unkind, dishonoring. I mean, all of those things. That's what happens when they. Sometimes it's in the this. Um, line of fun they're having fun with them but that's something that we really never did the manning family we did not make fun of each other in a cruel way it wasn't a dark way and even when all the kids went out into the world and sometimes saw how other families interacted or saw how their friends interacted with each other that was a little bit foreign to them because it's not something that we did well and i want to go back to what mccain said he said in the church group it would be called out mm-hmm. and they would say hey we, we're not going to do that and and maybe because of that competitive culture in football and guys and things that you know sometimes it's like wow i don't know if i want to call it out because then i might get ridiculed myself right yeah wouldn't that be true yeah um, and so therefore you go but but in reality in your family a lot of times if you do call it out then um, in a good way and being good in, in the goodness, then you can start to redirect that. And mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to be good to each other in this family. This is something that we do. It's a value. We hold that we are good to each other. Another aspect of that for our parents for sure is, um, many times, uh, spouses will be ungood to each other you know and either at home or in public and one of the things we learned early in our marriage was to you know we don't ever try we try never to talk bad about our spouse within the family or within uh, you know the the the, uh, circles of friends yeah we never used the divorce word we never threatened that Mm -hmm. we didn't yell and scream at each other and also just even making fun that's another one that comes out you know to me just taking care of goodness is just 
taking care of people. It's in, you know, one of the things we talk about is goodness isn't man-made at all. It, it is something that is, um, you know, all you have to do is look at a two-year-old and you realize that we are not inherently good. So we have to ask for goodness and we have to ask for, and we have to instill goodness in our family because otherwise the natural bent of our family is going to be to be jealous, uh, to be um, you know against each other maybe, and, and maybe to, to have throw fits or whatever and not take care of each other. And so how I would say that you would instill this goodness because it's not man-made is put our eyes on God, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. We must taste the, the goodness of God in order to live it out. And so God's our example. And so if you don't feel like you're living in goodness or maybe your kids or you see not goodness in them, then just turn their eyes to God. And Psalm 27, 12 says, I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And so we just have to look for it. God is there. He's our example, the Jesus walking this earth and how he, he loved well. He loved the prostitute and the, the demon-possessed and the, the, um, the wounded, the injured, the hurt, the diseased. He, he loved those all well, um, treating them with goodness. So, McCade, I got a question for you. Um, we're going to bring you back into the conversation. Yeah, it's time uh, now. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Jump back in. So, how um, is it hard for you to be good when you're at school every day in the midst of the world, if you will? Not get caught up in the things of the world. Um, I just, it more just feels like you're watching your step. I mean, it's just like, I, I it, I don't know how to explain it. It's more you don't, you know, there's not other people that are like in the same mindset as you are. So usually, like when I'm hanging out with people that I'm trusted, like my siblings or my like church friend group, I know they'll like kind of kick me back in line. But as a church, it feels like I'm kind of like, I think, I'm like a soldier, like a foreign soldier. I think I don't remember yeah. how Valley Creek mm-hmm. said it, but it's like a foreign. Uh, you're like, a foreigner in a strange land. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. And so it's like... Or an ambassador. Ambassador, that's what I was thinking of. And so it's like, I'm an ambassador, and so it's like, I still have my church ideology, I still have my Christian thoughts, I still have my, like, things, whatever, but I'm surrounded by another foreign country. And so it just depends on just how I hold my, what is ideologies, and just, like, figure out what's going on. And that's then... Good. It's also just like it, the more you're in the world, the more the world's going to affect you. And so that just means that as I'm in there, it's like I'm hearing more cuss words. I'm hearing more of the world. I'm hearing more things. And so it's just going to affect what my mindset is. And so it just it might make me slip a little bit. But I also have family. I have friends that are trusted that will just be like, hey, you're kind of being weird. What's going on? That will push me back. So accountability. Mm-hmm. And so we can't be good on our own. It's not man-made, and we can't do it on our own. We've got to have, we've got to be surrounded by people to help us be good. Looking for an encouraging book to read? Well, we wrote a book called Crazy Cool Family. It's based on our 30-plus years of parenting experiences and all the things that God taught us along the way about His heart and relationship. And each of our kids chip in their opinions and their advice. And so if you want to hear it from a kid's perspective, this is the book for you. Click the link in the show notes to purchase a copy today. 
All right. So the benefits of goodness. What do you think, Kay? You want to go first? <laughs> um, I mean, just you can kind of just like see it in someone's life. If you just like if you're making a ton of bad decisions, it just affect like what you look like, what you present yourself with. You can just be like, oh, that guy's probably not making good decisions. And so just you can see it in time. Like if you make a ton of bad decisions of staying up too late, then you end up being tardy to class and then you end up missing a ton of stuff. And so it's like, or sleeping through class and not getting the information. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, I'm not making good grades. I'm getting a ton of tardies. I'm in class. I'm like, I'm there. I maybe miss a little bit to be tardy, but he's like, yes, I made it to class. I made it to my other classes, but you're sleeping through them. It's like, okay, look back to your first bad decision was, staying up too late staying up till 2 a.m hanging out with friends which is not always a bad thing it's like yeah you can do that every so often but if it becomes like an every night thing and you're drinking and you're smoking and you're like all the bad things not the good things yeah if you just like keep messing up and you keep just like putting yourself off then it just puts you back in like every other situation and so it just affects the rest of your life i mean to do a bad thing it takes to take up like a little bit of your time and so well, so I love that because we talk about natural consequences as a way for uh, discipline to happen. Like instead of discipline, let the natural consequences play out. But I think the benefit of goodness is the natural consequences are good. And so if you get a good night's sleep, then you can go to class. You'll be on time. You'll perform well. Or if you follow the speed limit, then you're not going to get a speeding ticket. But I, I also think that, you know, I think so often with with this, we are talking about what we do that's good and and those are good things but i think there's another aspect of goodness that um where you're just good to people and therefore they they are good back to you i mean there is a favor that comes with goodness and 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 also that you know sometimes i think when we think about goodness we're like oh like you said the word goody two shoes and we think that oh a, a good person is not necessarily a fun person, but yet, you know, I don't see that in you for one, McCade. Like, for example, just before we started this, it, the the recording of the podcast, you were, I had my headset on, and so you're yelling in the microphone <laughs> so that it blasts my ears out. I mean, McCade's so a, he's a pest. He's a But pest. can you be goodness and a pest yes, is the question yes, we ask. Yes, That's what I live by. That's what I live by. There's a real fine line. Yeah. <laughs> goodness i think when you have an a, a goodness in your life there's also a playfulness in your life there's also a a, a joy in your life it, mm. it, it relates to other things where it doesn't mean many times we think of goodness as that person's not having any fun oh but yeah, in reality goodness just brings out because you're doing the right things and because you are good in your heart then you don't have to worry about all the baggage that comes with badness and all the things that happen with that. And I, and I, I see that in McCade. I see that in our family. You know, I see that in other believers where, you know, where there's just a, a, a this, and I, that's what I was trying to articulate it. There's just an atmosphere of goodness that also brings out fun and the, the it can be good play as well i love that i love you brought that out so, such a good point in ephesians 5 9 it says for the fruit of light consists in goodness righteousness and truth and what you're talking about is there's a lightness when it comes to goodness it's it's in the light it's not in the dark the 
and badness has darkness and heaviness and evil and all of that stuff. It bogs you down and it brings you down. But goodness is freedom, which we talk about all the time. And it's in the light. It's the righteousness. It's the truth. And the, the consequences of our uh, of goodness are favor and, and um, the good things happen to you and good things happen when you interact with people. So that's a good, good point. Yeah, it's one of the benefits of goodness. Right. Is it brings, and because we, we, I just want people to see that it is living with an upright heart doesn't mean that you live in, that you have to be a goody two shoes in terms of that just means kind of a prude is the yeah. way I look at that word. And yet, um, that's not what, I don't think that's what Jesus was like. Jesus. Well, and even I even think of the word rule. Oh, sorry, I interrupted you. Finish. Well, no, I mean Jesus played. He also yeah. he was serious at times, but you know he wasn't. It, you didn't get that he was a. I mean, the the prostitutes loved him. The right. the tax collectors loved him because he had a a spirit about him that he was definitely good. But he also had a spirit about him that people were attracted to. Okay, so I'm going to throw an idea out there and see what you guys think of that. And so does goodness mean a rule follower? No. (laughs) Well said, son. Tell us more. (laughs) I mean, like, if we're going back to Jesus, you can see that he just almost never followed the Pharisees' rules. He just, like, he knew his own compass. He knew his own... Authority. Authority. He's like, I know I can do this. And so he just stepped on the... Uh, Pharisees feet and they really hated that about him like there's a reason why he got killed but he just knew the rules that he had in his own mind and he knew the goodness that he had I feel like as we like get our own moral compass I mean like get our own belief that we just like get our own moral like what's good and bad which that might be my black and white talking to but we just kind of know what it's going to do and what it's like what a good and bad decision is and so well, and you say your own, but that's anchored in God and what yeah. he did. And same, same with Jesus. Jesus wasn't like this wild thing. You know, he had a plan and a purpose, and it was tied to what God had for him, met with God all the time, and the same is for you. Like you've tied it, God's morals and values. My well, example I use all the time is the, the rule, you don't run in the church. It's not a good idea to run in the church. You're going to, you know, run little old people over, and it's, it makes it chaotic and crazy. So never run in the church. If the church is on fire, do you run in the church? Yeah. Yes, you get out of the church. And so all rules to me have got, you've got to think through the, is is that best? Is that right? Is that good for this situation, this circumstance? What does God say about it? And, and so, it and goodness, the it's the, okay, the root so here's of that. My, here, then here's my question. How, how, do you, how do you know you're living a lifestyle of goodness? Yeah. Is it because you follow the rules? We've said no to that. So then what's the corollary over here on the, how do you know? If that's the no, then what's the yes? What does that look like to live a lifestyle of goodness? Class, can y'all answer that, please? (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? I think you just kind of see it in yourself. I mean, I don't know how you would see it, but you kind of just, I I don't know if you know, but it's like, you struggle with it and you know like the bad decisions like you can kind of see someone that's, that's like struggling like okay he's struggling with that addiction but i'm not sure if you can always see the addiction in yourself whenever you're struggling in the addiction yourself but also a lot of it is what i went back to before is accountability yeah and so your people call you out when you're not living a life of goodness and so it's hard to identify yourself so just having accountability to identify it for you and they know what a goodness life for you is or if you're making progression if like you're talking honestly and you're talking to people, then they should be able to tell you if you're like 
living your life or if you're slipping up again. Well, and I think that goodness is tied to truth and wisdom and, and righteousness. And so it's closely bound to that. And so if you're, if you're walking in the truth, you're walking in the light, if you, if you have wisdom, if you know wisdom, if, you, if you've got God's word hidden in your heart, if you choose the righteousness, which McKay talks about, the choices are set ever before you, and you choose the righteous path, then that is the way to live in goodness, with goodness. Yeah, I think uh, I want to, um, I think one of the things you just said, McKay, is I've heard this from all my boys, um, all our boys, is accountability is really good. And, and parents, one of the things that with your teenagers, um, having them have a, a wing person, uh, a wing man with for McCade, you know, having them have someone else that is, you know, we always say it's easier to walk alone when you're with somebody. And so, uh, you know, stand what is alone. easier? Yeah. Walk alone to stand alone. Yeah, I mean, we, it's like just the same thing. I'm just saying, just enjoy, it's easier to, yeah. Yeah. We can even run. We can, <laughs> we can jog. We can do lots of things. <laughs> so, um, but there's, uh, so parents, if you, you know, one of the things to take to help your child, children have goodness and help you as well is do you have someone that's helping you? And, and the word accountability can, can get overused, but I mean, it's really just like McKate said, it means somebody that's willing to call out, Hey, you're not showing goodness there or you're not, you know, you're, you're not um, doing things in, in the right way. And so especially in your high school times, that's really it seems like that's something you brought up a couple of times. It's really helpful to you. Is that right? Yep. And so, yeah. And so high school, I mean, definitely have outside accountability. That is huge. But mamas with little kids that are listening to this, you're the accountability. You're the one that's coming along teaching and showing the what goodness looks like for your children. I mean, they, they don't know it. They need to be shown what goodness looks like, which leads us to another question. What are things that parents can model for kids and teenagers to help them choose goodness? What are things that the parents can model for kids? I mean, the example of, I mean, how are we being, so often I think we see parents that they treat their kids, they don't treat their kids with goodness. Yeah, they, that's good. They, you know, and many times... Or not good. Well, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> and, you know, because we are, um, we, we talk down to our kids, you know, and we, or we, um, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, we talk a lot about just treating them like people and, and really treating them with goodness and in spite of the fact that they are, they do things that are annoying and, and harsh and hard for us to deal with. I think that's that's one thing we can just how we treat our kids will reflect in so many ways how they treat others. What about you, Cade? What can parents do? I mean, it's just honestly living it. I mean, your kids are going to follow like your parents are your, almost your biggest role model in your life. And so just as you live, just like kind of like watch your steps. And so just knowing that everything you do is going to be like followed by your kids. And so simple things of just like being on your phone at dinner. If you ever like look up at your family and they're all on their phone at dinner, you know something might have happened. <laughs> and, and you're it, on yours too. And chances yours are. On yours too. <laughs> and it's like it might seem hard that like you get off your phone, like, oh my gosh, my whole family's on my phone right now. This is terrible. It's like, okay, you might need to be intentional with that situation if you want to be on your phone or not. And so it's just like living in that and just like figuring out the small decisions that you might have made and just figuring out what the small decisions you are making and just seeing what your kids are looking at. Because they see almost every decision you make and they are very affected by your life. And so just modeling the best way that you can and then 
working together in a marriage to live the best way. Do you really, I mean, so, okay, I have a question as we kind of wrap up goodness here. You see a lot of kids in different environments, you know, school, church, and everything, and yet you you said the parents are one of the biggest role models. And so a lot of parents, I think, with teenagers especially, are like, wow, my kid won't listen to me at all. They're not, but, but you're saying that even though they may not be, they appear to be, the parents are still really big role models in a kid's life Yeah, as a teenager. Almost every time I like see a kid that's like struggling that doesn't really know what they're doing, I just look back to like their parents, like I'll go home with them or like I'll hang out with their parents or whatever. And a lot of their tendencies that I find like annoying or that just like don't really like mess with it, that it feels like unmoral, I just like go back to the parents' house and I'll be there and they'll be doing the same thing. So I'm like, okay, this is where it comes from. This is a belief <laughs> where they have seen that it's normal. Like a lot of times you lose goodness for normalness. Like, oh, this is normal, so this is good, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And so you lose your moral compass because you think it's fine because you're, even if like your parents, I mean, if your parents are doing it, you think it's fine. I mean, like a lot of like kids set their moral values off what their parents have said. And some people will like, some kids will straight off of that just finding from like internet and school. But a lot of their moral compass will stay ground. They'll know their parents like moral compass and that will get ingrained in them. And so just like, honestly, like also as parents is aligning that with God. So it's not all you trying to like do their moral compass. And even your kids might call you out because you're not following the moral compass you set by the church. Good. But it's just like seeing that and a kid just like going to someone's house and just seeing it's the same thing. I mean, going back Mm -hmm. to the phone analogy, I've been wondering why is this guy always on his phone? It's like this guy's like constantly, if you have any like two seconds of free time, he's on his phone. Okay, what's going on here? Go to dinner with his family, go to lunch with his family, and they're all on their phone at dinner. It's like, okay, this is what the connection is. And so you can just kind of see that. It's the example. Yeah, it's the example. You can see that it's affecting from his home life going to his friend group life. And so it's just like makes it different. And then we have to set another mindset, another like uh, community of just like, hey, we don't do that. I mean, you can do that if you want to, but you're missing out. It's not going to do anything for you. It's like, why would you do that to yourself? I'm convicted. I need to get off my phone. <laughs> We're not Come on, on preach, Shade. Go. I, oh, I feel like we're out. I feel like we are. But yeah. So, so Suzanne, wrap up goodness for us. Yeah, and so I just the when I um when we, when I think about goodness, I think about Psalm twenty three six, and it says, "Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." That's what I think about goodness. Surely goodness and mercy. And some some um verses say surely goodness and love will follow me and isn't that what we want we want that goodness we want that love all the days of our lives and then it says and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever so forever starts right now and so i think that eternity i mean we're going to live in heaven with the lord forever but right now what are we doing to dwell in the house of the lord and when we do dwell in the house of the Lord, I believe that that goodness and mercy, that goodness and love will follow us. It will be there with us. We will have the natural consequences of goodness when we follow the Lord, when we choose him, when we put our eyes on him, when we focus him. So so we got, that's our sixth fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. We have so much more to come, actually three more. And uh, so we will be finishing up this series. Um, just a great time to put the fruit of the spirit into your family this summer and fall as we're going through uh, each fruit of the spirit. McCade, 
Thank you for joining us. And yes, sharing all your goodness. Yes, no and uh, <laughs> thanks for having a good heart. And um, thanks for uh, just thanks for being a part of our family, McKay. We we <laughs> love you. Uh, so now, hey, parents, uh, go put the fruit of the spirit in your family this summer and fall. And uh, hope you join us for every one of these uh, Bring On the Fruit podcast. As always, go be crazy, parents. CrazyCoolFamily.com. dot